This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. And we kicked off with uh, plenty to talk about. Fletch, fresh from the kennel. We spoke about conspiracy theories. We spoke about fads. Here it Mm. is. To uh, the dog kennel. Did you? Yeah, went out to uh, the bulldogs. You always come back with a bit of a um, a temperature test. Mm-hmm. I've been right two years in a row. Yep. What do you in, think? In regards to having a flutter. Yeah. So when you, because what happens is, listen up, Brian and Co. They go on behalf of Fox League and they go and interview all the teams. And mm. Brian, you turn up there with a uh, premeditated sort of idea, I suppose, of a team. But then you leave with either their stocks being higher or, low, yes. or lower. What I like to do is I like to just sit back and don't let them know that I'm there. Yep. So when they're training, just see how they react with each other. Is it a tight group? Is yep. there? Is it a? Is it clicky? Yeah. You know. But no, this What'd one. What did you see? I saw some good signs. Really? In the kennel. Top eight good signs. Well, three dollars fifty mm. currently. Mm. Um, he man, he yes. man. We haven't yeah. done he man this year. Well, it's not working. It's not oh, working. He said far out. He man. Okay. Um, Yes, I do like them. I, but I've got, to, I've got to sleep on it. But you spoke about the youth, didn't you? The youth. Jacob Preston. 22. Still lives at home with mum and dad, which I thought was awesome. Been going out with his girl for six and a half years. King Critter. King Critter. How was he? 23? Matty four, Burton. Four grand finals, four tries, like a try in each yeah. of those, three premierships. He's um He's got some swagger about him. Or confidence, I mm. should say. Matty Burton. Matty Burton. He's only 22. Sex on legs. Toby Sexton. He's mm. only 22. Is he 22? 22. Sex and legs. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you got to sort of... And another good sign, mm. which I haven't seen for a long time, no no shaven legs. Oh, a lot of the NRL, they've lot, brought it back. Yeah, a lot of NRL players I've known are shaven legs and arms. Yeah. It was a phase, I think, Carl. Yeah. But this, Bulldogs, <laughs> that's the other thing too. I go in there and look at people's legs. Yeah. Nathan Cleary yeah. doesn't shave legs. Doesn't he? No. Okay. Well, he's part of the old brigade. Yep. Still showering in their edgies, though. Which, Are they? Yeah, in their cozies. Because you're a mad uh, Zuma, so you would have poked your head in there, wouldn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson <laughs> stuck the big lemon spread in there and said, boys, Did you chat on? to Matty Burton? Yeah. So where did I hear about the flat earthing situation? Let's try a podcast with Josh Mansour. Okay. So can I just ask a question around flat earth? Yes. Right. <laughs> if, 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 if. The world was indeed flat. Correct. So take this newspaper, and I've got the Daily Telegraph right here, mm-hmm. and uh, I will talk about the headline a little bit later on. It's a knockout talking about the biggest shakeup in concussion history. But Brian, if that was the Earth, yep. right? And if, you, the if you start at the bottom of the paper, which might be Australia, yep, and you get to the top, which may be name a country, North Pole, North Pole. <laughs> if it's flat, what happens after the North Pole? Yeah, nothing there. You got to keep the, go, you keep going into nothing, don't you? Into the universe. Yes. Anyway, I went down this rabbit hole once, and yeah. the some bloke was trying to explain to me about the Amazon, because the Amazon is such such a long river. Yes. That if it was in sections of it, and if the if the Earth was round, yes, water would be travelling uphill. That was his explanation to me. Right. Because he goes, he goes, it's curved. If the Earth's curved. And I know you, you would have bought into that for at least five minutes. No, you? I said, good call. Yeah. Good call. I'll go get you a beer and I'll come back and we'll keep discussing this. Yes. I'll remind us, Sports Day, uh, Matty Rogers and uh, Sats are back for another year as well. You know how you can debunk it straight away? Just tell them how does Pearl Harbor happen? Why? Because Japan's on one side and America's on the other. Mm-hmm. So how would they have got from Japan to America on one tank and then come back to Japan. Gotcha. It's a one tank. 
It's a one tank rule. Mm. <laughs> it's a one tank. Um, yeah, good thinking. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Many people believe I am, but there's a, there's obviously they're out there. And okay, the the, the K the KFC. Yeah. The JFK. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went to Dealey Plaza there, yes. there's all blokes coming up to you for 50 bucks. So on 50 bucks, I'll tell you what really happened. Oh, really? Um, but I did look, do a little bit of due diligence about it. So I, I might have told this story before, but um, when Lee Harvey was up there in the book depository, mm. or whoever was up there, mm. whoever was up there, they found <laughs> fried chicken. Right. There was a box of fried chicken. It wasn't Kentucky fried chicken, but it was fried chicken yeah. because he was an hour late. The the parade or you're not going to tell me the grease of the chicken made it slip on the gun. Correct. Oh, come on, mate. They found a two piece feed there, <laughs> and they the the grease on the chicken. Yeah. When uh, whoever the shooter was, yeah, let's yeah, call yeah. him Lee. Allegedly Lee. Yeah. He. That's why he, the first <laughs> allegedly they call him the first <laughs> one. Trying. The first one over his head. But I do believe I do believe it was the second shooter coming from the grassy knoll. The only, the only thing I'll buy into, as conspiracy goes, I will I will consider there was such a frantic race to be first on the moon, I will entertain the idea about that one. Yes. I'll entertain that yeah. one. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with it totally, but I'm open-minded to it. Yeah. I tell you what I've got to be open-minded about. I've got a friend of mine who went on. He's been a bit out of luck with uh, relationships. Mm. You know, he's uh, not recently he's divorced. Not out of, he's not out of luck. It's a common denominator. There's yeah. something he's doing. Yeah. No, he's been um, divorced for a little while. So he went out on a date. Yes. He took it to a driving range, a golf driving range. Mm. Is he a handy golfer? No, he's terrible. Okay. Oh, well, that, that makes it better. And then I said, well, where'd you go? Did you go to, like, Mr. Wong's, take it to a fine No, he went to some pub in the bistro. I said, you never get her back again. And he hasn't. Because you know why? He didn't teach her the... Dominant eye trick. No, it wasn't even. This girl, the, the girl didn't. I said, Did she play golf? She said, No. I thought it'd be fun. Oh. You might as well go axe throwing. I mean, yeah. who goes axe throwing? <laughs> you know, that stupid thing. Yeah. People go on dates there and work things. Like, why work, would you do that? Work things. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to work things. <laughs> so, we spoke about the Hello Sport Boys, and I, and I totally agree with this, concurred with. Um, Yesterday, around the fact that Australians, when presented by Americans, Americans are out here, we feel compelled to jam Vegemite into their face for some reason. Yeah. Look at our happy little Vegemite <laughs> over here. The tourist. Oh, he's got the hat on. Good afternoon, boys. Yeah, I, I just, I've got a lot of hats these days, you yeah. know, scared of the old. It's going to make, backs. It's I know going it's to make, make it worse. worse. I know it is. Well, take I'm, it off. Give me nah, a look I'm, at that beautiful thin hair of yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not coming off. Yeah, and my, my girlfriend got me this hat a couple, couple of months back. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Should put on a new hat today, and I th- I, maybe because you mentioned it yesterday, it subconsciously was in the back of my mind. What do we call that? Vegemite, Vegemite, Vegemite. Uh, Beta Meinhof. Correct. Mm-hmm. You got me there. So yeah, German porno star. Yes. It's also it's one of the um, German engineering corduroy hats. It wasn't too hot of a day. Yeah. yeah. So you know, corduroy's back. It I've is. got a pair of corduroy shorts. What was the main fad when you were a kid? Because you are happy fad slaps. Man. What are they? Shoes. <laughs> Kung Fu shoes. Oh right. I want to bring them back. You never got them? No. Uh, Masseur's thongs. All the sandals, Sven. Yeah, yeah Sven. They were big. Yeah. Uh, I, I never oh. achieved the Masseur's song, uh, thong, rather, yeah. where you, ha- you had to wear them in. They were punishing for how long? The oh. spiky ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spike Lee. Not really that long. No. Uh, hyper-color shirts were big. Yep. yep. When I was... Coodle line jackets. Yeah. Uh, cords were big. Did you ever tuck a sock into a... Tracksuit pants, pants on the bike? Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Did you ever get your socks, your mm. footy socks... And roll them down. Yes. <laughs> roll them down. So you just had like you had a bracelet in your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I frothed on that. And um, 
I never got one because we didn't have much money, but it was the green machine. Um, the green machine. Go-kart thing. Oh, you that, know, the billy cart thing? Oh, and you'd okay. slide yeah, my out. Ne- my neighbour had one of them. Yeah. Gr- very jealous. Oh, yeah. Was it called a green machine? Yeah, green machine. Two wheels at the back, one yeah. in the front with like the stick. Stick oh, in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. you'd yes, fly yes, down yes, the yes, hill yes, yes. and you'd go one one back, one forward <laughs> yes. and you could just do a big, like, big, like spinning yes, up. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about this really quickly. So the front page of the Daily Telegraph, it's a knockout. The biggest sport concussion shake-up in history. Now, I love what they're doing. Give us a bit of an intel. I'll just... In well, context, it's, what's it's happened? It's taken up a heap of pages. And, and so the government, so it says here, uh, Julian Lindon, one of the biggest changes of Australian recreational sport in history is being urged by the country's peak sporting institutions in the fight against concussion and long-term brain injuries. And it goes on with a lot of evidence and, and supported by doctors. And, and, I, and I totally understand that. And in the books, it, it makes sense. But where I come into this, so currently I think, Brian, if, if a child... Um, which my daughter did actually only a few weeks ago, suffers concussion, they'll miss seven, uh, a game basically. So it's, I think it's 11 days. Mm. So therefore they'll miss one week of football. Mm. The proposal is that, and this applies to all sports, and this is the proposal, is that they would miss 21 days. So three weeks, which scientifically, that makes a lot of sense. Young developing brains, it makes a lot of sense that you would do this. Can but, I actually? Can I just just jump in here and ask you yep, a question? Yeah. I haven't been around uh, footy, junior footy, for, for a long time. Yep. How many concussions would be there in a game, say twelve and under? Uh, I, I I don't think many. No. I, I, I was fourteen when I got my first. It was quite a bad one. Did, how old were you? You're talking you? about concussions? <laughs> <laughs> um, both. <laughs> I uh, are you fourteen? Oh, you're fourteen. <laughs> Concussions going. Yeah, yeah. Bronny Gully for me. <laughs> Hello, Rebecca. And um <laughs> Welcome back to the Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. And welcome back to Rob from Blacktown. But he needs a new song. Having the listeners perked up about that. And there's a big school in Sydney. Plenty going down with that. Can we stop that, please? I've been thinking about this. What's wrong? Ooh. We changed our song. Yeah. I think it's time we get rid of that song. I'm happy to give Rob another song because he is the only listener with a song. So I'm going to throw it out there. So you're let him, letting him choose his own song? No, 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 no. Oh, no. right. <laughs> it's going out yeah, to the listener. 0457 736 736. Yes. Get on that text button. What should Rob's song be? Um, <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it through to the board of directors. Yes. We'll have a, a, a meeting and we'll come up with whatever song that our listener uh, request for Rob. So 0457 736 736. What should Rob song be? Hello, Rob. Hello, boys. How are you? Ah, going good. Good, Robbie. Robbie. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Your text machine's going to go crazy with this, Fletch. <laughs> don't know. But what song <laughs> would you like? Because I'm sick of that other song. Uh, yeah, uh, you're the voice, I think. Mm. You want you're the voice? Yeah. Well, I reckon we can guarantee yeah, that's not going to be it now. No, I can't do. I can't thanks, do that thanks, to, to Johnny. What do you got for um, us? <laughs> uh, firstly, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your two-year-old Billy uh, the other day, Joel. Right. Uh, what, a, what a shame about that. It was awful. But, but um, I think Fletch, you have to have another bet with them. Any of your horses <laughs> racing against this, they can get another uh, horse. Yes, I know. Well, the great Conrad, with well, different strokes, uh, he's uh, he's gone. But Conrad is racing on Saturday, race eight at Rose Hill. 
So get around that. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, Rob. We've had a lot of texts come through. Um, Lundy wants, how about <laughs> arsehole by Dennis Leary? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by God. You won't be able to mention half the texts, I tell you. I'm nah, telling you. Nah. Anyway. Geez, um, I tell you, uh, Mr. Volandis has done these teams going to Vegas a, a good draw, haven't they? Because they're, they're playing each other again, the opposite team, when they come back in round two. You see that? Yeah, I think they, they they did that because of the travel situation. So I think that was strategic. Oh, look at these. Oh, these you've, been hammered here. Up. you've been hammered here, Rob. You've got asshole, asshole, asshole. Loser, 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 loser. Creep, 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 creep. I can't repeat that one. I don't yeah. even know Mother is a song. Look, I get hammered when you don't even ask for a song. So it's not, nothing useless. Oh, Stevie, Stevie from Perth. Once the divinals, I touch myself. <laughs> I touch myself oh, while I'm t- uh, on radio. That's what's a weird one. Oh, well, sorry, you'll right. have to have the most common one of, amongst all the Fair texts. enough. Whatever Pedro says, whatever Pedro says, uh, we'll use that song. Okay. okay. okay but, perfect. Um, you know how you know how late last year we went off Chris Min's voice. Yes. Oh. Um, while you're away, you know what he's done. Yeah. Is this Anzac Day? No, no, he's increased the concerts at Allianz from four to twenty during this during the year. You know about that? No. For a money grab. No. Yeah, Allianz is going to have now twenty concerts uh, this year. There, starting with Pink uh, next week. Wow. Uh, that's going to be really good for the surface at Allianz, isn't it? Going Absolutely. Four to twenty concerts. So, um, oh, I can't. Is that mean like twenty individual artists? Or are you saying like uh, yeah. Pink Pink can now uh, well, Pink I, can come now and do instead of doing one concert, she might be able to do two or three. Yeah, he didn't actually elaborate on that. He just said twenty concerts a year. Okay. Oh, hang on so a minute, Rob. It, Rob, they're, they're, a lot of yeah. listeners they do want to keep the song, and I think they mean this one. Okay, a bit of a stock take here, Brian. Uh, before we went to the break, we had requested uh, for a new song for Rob, which yeah. used to be, the song used to be this. Mm, gone, gone, gone. Banned, barred. Yeah. See you later. So what have you got? A little bit of a short list. Well, it's not a short list. It's uh, a long list. Yeah, there's Detachable Penis. Uh, there's Punisher. Punisher by Frenzel, Fr- Frenzel Rom. Frenzel. Frenzel. Yeah. Uh, Frenzel Rom. Michael Jackson. Beat it. Beat it. Uh, Shut Up Your Face. A <laughs> uh, lot of arsehole by Dennis Leary. Um, uh, Mick says uh, we've just copped 47 texters. A lot more than that, actually, uh, but we appreciate that coming through. Mick, okay. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, CS7, text through. Uh, f- race four, number two, Doombin. Race, race four, four, number two. Number two. It's called Prime Asset. Today? Yeah, today's about to jump in three minutes. Okay. There's a hot pot toppy. Uh, the toppy's $1.95, plundering. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's been very good of late. Plundering, Benny Thompson is on board. Race four, number two. Overview, what does gambling cost you? <laughs> Not much at the moment. <laughs> okay. Because I haven't got on. Okay, righto. The run home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. Interesting story, Brian, coming out of Sydney. And uh, what about this? So um, hundreds of students... Returning to Newington College on Wednesday were greeted with apparent protests outside the school gates as backlash intensified against the decision to admit girls to the 160-year-old institution. Now, Channel 9 were across this. 
a group of parents and alumni gathered at the private school's main entrance carrying placards that called for the college to abandon its plan to transform into a fully co-ed school by 2033, Brian. 2033, yeah. Nine years away. Well, it's not the first time. Uh, I think Cranbrook, which is another um, of Sydney's private school, they're, they're going co-ed next year, which was all boys' school. Now What's your view? i got no problem with that. I got a problem with it. My eldest went to a an all girls school from seven to ten, mm-hmm. and then just when all the hormones are up and about, and it's the most important part of their life. Yeah. Then they made it co-ed for a year eleven and twelve. Yeah. That doesn't well, add up, does it? Like uh, it's it was it was a rule going back to obviously when life was a little bit more prickly. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I probably shouldn't use that word. But now it's <laughs> kids socialise all, all the time now, so I've got no problem with it. Yeah, they, these people who are protesting are they old old, old boys? They go to school. Uh, Take them to another uh, school then. Well, let's have a listen. Uh, here's some of the audio, courtesy of uh, Channel Nine. Um, and I feel like it's a mistake. I'm in Year Twelve. These boys signed up for Newington being single sex, and I mean, though that may not be on top of their priority list, it is. A massive factor when they're signing up for the school. Many boys turn down op- opportunities at Sydney Grammar, Shaw, and all these other schools in order to go to Newington, and uh, the school sort of betrayed them. I know my grandson was rejected from going to uh, to Year Three in a couple of years' time because they had uh, thoughts of young ladies. I'm an old boy at the school, and my son is also an old boy, and the intent was always that. I'd have a grandson, <laughs> but I won't bring him to a co-ed school. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, 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 we don't know what's going on, but I, sorry, he's, cry, he's crying because it's becoming, because he wanted a grandson. No, he wanted him to go to a single sex yeah. school. Well, tell him to go, there'll be another school he can go to. But they wanted to go to the same oh, school. Oh, okay. There's a legacy. Oh, I went to an all boys school. God, I would have been so much better having girls at school because I didn't talk to a girl until I was 19 because mm. you're just scared of them. You're, you're, mm. It was just us mates like chatting. We'd yeah. go out and then it's like, I've never talked to a girl in a social setting before. It took me two years and everyone gets on the P1 double five to get courage. So yeah. you're sort of getting on the booze too hard because you want to talk to girls. I don't pro- know what this problem is. Purely from academics, yeah. so I will say this. Yeah. Is there any yeah, is there any research or science to say same sex schools perform better? Well, okay. Well, the only research I have is my own experience. I went to a co ed Catholic school up in, in Port Macquarie where yeah. the missiles mother was a teacher there. And then I had to move to Sydney for, for the, uh, the the Mighty Dragons, which we're previewing today. So I went to a school that was an all boys school and I just felt I went, Wow. They are a million miles, a million miles in front of the co-ed school, I felt. Right. Okay. Because you haven't got the distractions and the, that's what I felt. Right. That's just the academic side of things. Um, but that was pretty heavy there, bro. It was heavy. Well, we don't know what's it's, going on. He was, uh, he might've been a, might've been a five, lady. five, I shouldn't laugh at him, but he's just, God. Can we, re- can we listen to it again, please? I just want to see what's going on there. Just the last bit. No, I can't get the last bit. Okay. okay. But it's, it's 2035. The bloke's saying kids have gone into year 12 now on the... 2035 is a long time ago. Yeah, nine years away. So what's that kid? Yeah, so they've done it so none of the current students or people who have signed yeah. up... Yeah, are, are under. Yeah. Are well, my girls go to an all-girls school. i got no problem if the, there was boys there. No. i got no problem at all. 
Okay. Uh, do you see this? Uh, to year three in a couple of years' time because they had uh, thoughts of young ladies. I'm an old boy at the school, and my son is also an old boy. Is he a man? <laughs> and the intention was always that yes. I'd have a grandson, <laughs> but I won't bring him to a co-ed school. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at him, no, but it is a pretty... Uh, sounds like rat. <laughs> it does sound a bit like rat. He grants can't go to it. No. Anyway, well, we don't know, we don't know what's going on the, in the backgrounds, but um, no. let's have a look at this horse. What's going on here? Race four, number two. <laughs> it doesn't um, move on quick. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. The Dragons, St. George Illawarra Dragons. There's a new boss in town, Shane Flanagan, and he caught up with us. Brian, Dragons fans, get ready. It's a new dawn, and I'm pleased to say, joining the run home with Joel and Fletch, the great Shane Flanagan. G'day, Flano. G'day, boys. How are we? Well, more importantly, how are you? How's things going down south there? Well, we're not actually south. We're up the north coast. We're up at um, Terrigal. We're in a camp all week, so uh, it's very, very good, to be honest. The Skillion Hill, have you found that yet? We have found that. We went up yesterday morning and won't be going back up again. Nah. Have you met a bloke called uh, Bob the Boss? Is he floating around near you? (laughs) Bob the Boss has been at the star of the scene. He's been a very good host. Excellent, excellent. So now what's the, um, what goes on in these pre-season camps? Is it all about just getting flogged? Is that the whole (laughs) idea of it? Uh, Not really this week, Fletch. We sort of, you know, we've been back, you know, obviously after Christmas and we just thought it was a good week to get away before um, the trials start um, and, you know, have a bit of connection, you know, some players um, mix with other groups and, you know, go to breakfast, have some lunch and train really hard. So they've had some big days, They, uh, you know, three sessions per day. Um, today we've just got more of a planning day. So some big days um, and, you yeah, know, just a bit of a bit of time to connect and, um, you know, be around each other, play some cards and uh, go for a swim and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, really good week. Flano, as a player, you started your career at the Mighty Dragons. Uh, just the St George Dragons mm-hmm. back in those days before the merger. How would you say your pre-season back in those days compares to what happens today? Oh, it's completely different. Mate, we used to train Tuesday, Thursday and a barbecue and some beers on Saturday. So uh, it's completely different. Um, you know, we were working back then. Um, I was, as Fletch knows, an apprentice plumber. Um, so, uh, you know, these days it's, you know, it's full on. Um, you know, they're, as I said, two or three sessions a day. They, you know, they get a couple of days off a week if they're, if they're lucky and, um, you know, they're just full-time professional athletes and, you know, and they've got to be football players as well. Flano, I've asked Sticky this question before. Um, obviously, he's been coaching for 20-odd years and the this generation of players have changed. And I said, you've had to change the way you – I'm talking about Sticky, the way you coach. Mm-hmm. And have, have, you, have you found a – I suppose because you, you've still been in the, in the game, but have you found it, it, it is a totally different generation of players? I, I mean, no, like the it? way they – respond to criticism and 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 stuff like that yeah without a doubt fletch um you know the way you you know approach players the way they learn um the way you got to you know obviously assess how they learn obviously the the, the age of mobile phones and you know technology um you know back then we used to have the the video the you know vhs video and fast forward and back you know these days you can pick up you know passes left to right tackles made on your left shoulder you know, kick off. So anything, any sort of action that you want to see, you can get up on 
um, your computer within a couple of minutes. And those players have been brought up in that generation. And, you know, then that's the other bit, you know, how they react to criticism, you know, how you speak to players. Um, it's just changed, you know. And obviously, you know, I started with Sticky and, mm. you know, some of, you know, not I'm not speaking on Sticky's bar, but even when I was younger as a coach, the way I spoke to players and treated players is completely different than it is now. It just, it just, you just wouldn't cut it. You wouldn't have a job. Do you think you wouldn't have a job because the players would be off you? Or do you think the, uh, I suppose, not a HR department, but would people come in and say, oh, you're not allowed to speak to people, you can't speak to players like that? Or, or that's what I'm just I trying think, to I work think everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think everything has just changed, Fletch. I think, you know, the way a lot of workplaces were 20, 25 years ago, have changed and you know the players of uh, today you know they they train really hard and um you know they've got to be treated in the right way we've got to have the players association how how much contact we do how much wrestle we do and you know how much we expect of players it's a it's a tough job um you know everyone thinks it's been in our players on this you know get paid heaps of money and uh you know often the, the stars and but it's not it's a it's a tough job yeah they get paid well but um you know it's a short career and they've got to make the most of it and um it's definitely changed and we've had to you know obviously you know, me and sticky and a lot of other coaches have had to change along the way because um you know as i said when i started it was vhs videos and all that sort of stuff now it's uh, a new technology we have drones watch our training um, you know, we have video analysis, we have GPS, we can tell how fast you run, how many metres you run, change of direction. Um, there's so many different things come into it now. Non-rugby league coach, is there someone you look up to, Flano? Um, Non-rugby league coach, that's a good question, mate. Um, I look up to a few people, obviously, um, you know, but a lot of a lot of them have um, been involved in rugby league. It's sort of a mentor for mine. He's not with us anymore. Was Ron Massey? Yeah. Um, you know, he was, uh, a, you know, a real smart footy player. He was in, uh, footy coach. He was involved with Jack Gibson and all that. And then later on in life, he was just, you know, a really good sounding board for me. So, um, and you know, just recently, my dad passed. So that was, you know, I always went to him with a bit of advice if I needed to. Um, you know, get a reality check or was I doing things right or should I look at something different? He was always one to go and bounce things off. No, I know that's pretty raw too, Flano. And thoughts, thoughts are you with yourself and the family there. Um, Dragons fans, we are talking to your coach and Georgia Lawara, Shane Flanagan, terrific fellow. And I'll take you back to 2011. You'd had a few games at the back end of 2010, but your first assignment mm. as a head coach really in four was 2011. Now, the side was coming off having finish second or third last. So it's a very familiar assignment to what, or similar assignment, Flano, to what you have now. Do, do you see mm. a similar challenge? And, and what you were able to do at the Sharks within five years, won a premiership. But more importantly, within two years, you made the club a very regular uh, attendee when it comes to finals. Does it feel like a little bit of deja vu, so to speak? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, and I hope I can you know, do the same sort of stuff that we did at the Sharks. Um uh, I think this this team, the group of players I've got here, are, are well in advance of that group that I had at the Sharks. Um, yeah. You know, I I just think you know they've underperformed. There's some really good players here, yeah. uh, some really young talent, some elite young talent, and as a club, we've underperformed. And you know, our best player to our player number thirty have all realised that, and we've had a, a really good look in the mirror over November, December, January, and. Um, they all know that they've underperformed and I just think we're way ahead of that team that I had in 2011 and we'll get to where we need to do a lot quicker. He once had a bill that overperformed Fletch. I saw Flano at a Thai restaurant. He was there with a few uh, allies. The big man might have been one of those and 
Um, they had asked for the bill. So, so I went around and... Joel, I, Joel loves this one. <laughs> so I snuck up to the owners of the shop. I said, how much is that bill? I'm thinking They were thinking I was going to pay yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. They said, oh, it's 165. I said, I said, can you make it 285? So the bill comes out and I'm hiding behind, stealthily looking and they're all questioning the bill and Flano's blowing up. It was magnificent stuff. Um, Flano, <laughs> you remember that night? Yeah, I do remember. That was one of your best. Uh, you're not. You're not a funny person. No, no. <laughs> well, you mustn't have been. You mustn't have been too drunk then, Flano. Because yeah. usually when you get blind, you don't really mind looking at, looking at the bill. Flano, I want to ask you about. Well, young... well, I usually ask the missus what, you know, how much was that. She usually goes and pays, and she said two sixty five, and I nearly fell off my chair. Was Broman with you? Oh, he would have paid if he was with yeah. me. So, no, if he was with me, it probably would have been two sixty five. That's right. That's that was, that was what I was thinking. That's right. Hey, Flano, what about young Cody Ramsey? Um, How's his recovery? Do you think you'll see him play this year? No, we won't see him play this year, no. Fletch. He's um, had a real battle um, with his illness, and then post-illness, he just um, just seems to be getting on top of it and get some infections, and he's been in and out of hospital um, a lot mm. of time, lost a lot of weight. Um, I'd have to say he's um, a lot better now. Um, he just recently had a young baby, which is great him and his partner, um, and, you know, obviously the focus for him now is obviously look after his young family and just mm. get back to normal health. Uh, football is probably a, a little bit of a, um, a long way down the track, and if we can just get him 12 months out of hospital and um, looking after himself, put some weight on him, you know, there's a chance he can come back and play rugby league. But at this stage, it's not a priority for him or the club. Is there a priority on this new rule, this short kickoff rule, the mm. short restarts? Um, it, it makes you think, that's for sure. But uh, where have you landed with that? Yeah, I'm not too sure, um, boys. I just think it's um, obviously it's a skill to be able to execute the kick and get it in the right spot. And then there's some other skills to, you know, bring it down and make sure that you get the kickoff reception or the dropout reception that you just earned. You know, mm. if you trap sides in the end goal, you'd like to think that you get the ball back. But these days you don't. You're not guaranteed of anything. So um, it's a real art. I'm really interested in the other rule as well, that the downtown rule. You know, obviously you can't go um, before the kicker has kicked it. So uh, you know, the blockers and like mm. sort of taking a little bit of a head start. I think that's a big one. I think we're going to see a lot of penalties from, you know, just middle forwards. You know, once they've played the ball, they head downtown and, you know, dummy halves, they pass the ball and head downtown and some middle forwards, blockers, they just block. And then, you know, as soon as the ball gone past them, they head downtown and you can't do that anymore. So there's going to be some penalties there because of bad habits sides have got themselves into. And the dropout and the kickoff, the short kickoff has always been a skill, as I said, but, um, now, you know, our side's just happy to give a play the ball 10 metres out from their try line um, and 10 from in from the touch line and just say, well, do your best. I'm not quite sure how it's going to unfold. And I think every side will have probably, um, it'll be related around their skill set of their team. Have they got a really good kicker that can nail it and some tall timbers up? Like if you look at the Roosters, you know, mm. they, they've got some tall timbers up the front. You know, they should be able to bring a lot of those balls down if they get the kick in the right spot. So you, I think it's going to be game planned about, you know, what, sort of talent was in the team and skill set within the team that you're playing against. I forgot about that rule, the uh, downtown rule. Yeah. Hasn't that always been around though, Flano? 
Isn't it has, but yeah. it's never been policed. No. It's never really, you know, been policed. The middle forwards just sort of head downtown. But now, you know, even the dummy half, we've had the referees come to training that, you know, if they pass the ball, they they have to wait to the kicker before they proceed downtown, um, go down the field. So it's definitely going to be a change of mindset for a lot of, especially middle forwards and dummy halves, that you just can't, once the ball's played, you've got to wait for him to kick it rather than mm. just not wait till he play, plays the ball. So you can still be in front of the kicker, but you can't move forward until he's you can't actually move forward. kicked the kick, kick the ball. So, so you'd never ever get in kick chase, Fletch. No, 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 no. Well, I had Rico and Fitzy. <laughs> I had Rico and Fitzy. I said, "Go, on, boys, run down." <laughs> no. I just hang out yeah, with well, Jack. Your, good. your strength is your strength is ball playing, Fletch, wasn't it? Well, sitting on the bench, coming off the bench, and just uh, <laughs> or Mad Monday. So I was very good at that too. Hey, Flanner, how's the young bloke fitted in? How's Kyle fitted in? Yeah, he's going good. Um, he's put on a bit of size, so which is he's up around trying to push him to about 90 kilos if he can get there. He's about 87, 88 at the moment. Um, I think he's been worked really well with Ben Hunt, um, you know, taking a lot of pressure off. The halves that Ben's played with have been sort of younger blokes that have been a bit more instinctive and haven't had, um, you know, their quality hasn't been um, organisation where Kyle's probably biggest strength is organisation and he, he takes that off. Um, ben doesn't have to get the ball all the time now. I think in previous years, you know, especially say like on last plays, like you're, if I'm coaching against the Dragons, I'd just say, where's Ben Hunt? Because yeah. that's where it's probably going to go to. Well, now it's not going to be that. And uh, we've got a bit more uh, take the pressure off Ben that he's not the key, you know, organiser, uh, last play specialist, uh, the person that's got to make the break, set up the plays. You can just go and do your job, Ben. And Kyle's taking a lot of pressure off him. So I think it's good, been good for Ben and, and definitely good for Kyle. Um, we brought him in as a utility, you know, that 14. I think he'll transition into nine over mm. a period of time. But, you know, since what happened with uh, young like young Amone, we're going to have to kick that down the road a little bit and he'll just have to uh, do his job, which he's quite happy to do and I'm quite happy for him to do it at six. Welcome back to the Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. More of Shane Flanagan. I was going to ask that. When, when he went, um, I saw him playing a little bit of nine for the dogs. I saw that one game mm. in reserve grade. When he, I think he got four, did he four or five. 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 Yeah, he got five meaties. How did he – did he like it? Because sometimes you don't really – it's a bit like Phoenix Crossland when he was always yeah, a half growing up analogy. and all sort of – they mm. threw him in at nine. He just went, oh, hang on. Yep. I don't mind this. Billy Walters. Yep. Yeah, Billy yep. Walters. Did, yep. did Kyle enjoy it? Uh, well, he, exactly. The Phoenix Crossland one's a good one because, you know, I use that as a conversation thing for uh, Kyle that, you know, Phoenix wasn't killing it in the halves, but geez, he made a good job at uh, at nine once he sort of adapted to it. And Kyle wasn't totally against it, but he was sort of like, I, I think young halves, if they you get moved to nine, they sort of say, or have I failed? Mm. Um, you know, that's my, you know, I've been a half most of my career and the coach is telling me I'm not good enough anymore. Um, so that's probably the bit you just got to get over. Um, yeah. But, you know, in the modern day, I think, um, you know, if you're playing first grade, who cares where it is um, as long as you're in the team or making an impact for the team and the club. And he, he got over it pretty, the five tries helps. And, and then <laughs> he played he played 80 minutes, his first first grade game, at hooker uh, that he's ever played you know, at NRL level. He played 80 minutes against the Panthers, and I thought he did a good job mm. there. And uh, over a period of time, he got a little bit more comfortable with it and started to think about what he needs to do as a hooker. But as I said, we'll kick it down the road a little bit. It might be next year or the year after that we have to do that. And the good news, Fletch, I've got a couple of kilos I could give him. So um... No, you're looking good. You're looking good. He's on this, uh, he's on this he's on the meat diet, yeah. uh, Flenno. I've just got him eating meat, we're mad, no carbs. We're mad fad heads here. Um, I'll tell you what's really yeah, good. I know that. We, we love a fad. 
I have. I bought this thing off uh, a, a website mm. of, of Instagram. Yeah. And it's uh, hydrogen website, water. Website, Instagram. Oh, here we go, here you know, we go. No, you, you click on Instagram, then, yeah. you know, you go down those rabbit holes. Yeah. Because um, Joe Rogan's obviously promoting it, so I, I fell into it. No, they've got, no, they have this these hi- algorithms, and they work out who the suckers are, and you're now getting bombarded, Brian, because they I'm know not a you're, sucker. you're a buyer. You're no, a buyer. You know what I like to do? I, I like experimenting. Yeah. So there's some things okay. out there. Well, what did I do for well, you? Sell it to him. Sell the it cold, to him. the cold bath. Yeah, that's true. The ice bath. Yeah, I, f- I threw that in, into him. What mm. else? I, the fasting. Yes, you feel good on that. The hydrogen water. So obviously there is hydrogen in water currently. Mm. There's not enough. <laughs> there's not enough to get into your organs yeah. or your brain. Mm. So this is little contraption I've got. I plug it on while I'm watching maths. Do you watch maths, Flano? By the way. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm man? not really into maths. The misses is. Um, yeah, but it's a good. There's a big um, twist. I like the dinner party. I like yes. it. Yes. Well, there's a big twist coming. <laughs> They're all shittlers at three in the morning. There's a big but twist coming. there's a dinner party if I don't watch it? <laughs> yeah, well, there, there you go. Yeah. You need more hydrogen water. <laughs> what I want you to do, Flano, I want you to go onto a website, find hydrogen water, test it out yourself, see how good you feel, and then slowly just creep it into the Gatorade um, bottles. And just the players won't notice. You watch, you watch the Im- – Improvement in the uh, stamina. Thoughts? Can't wait, Fletch. Right. No, well, no, it'll be interesting. Just try it. Love. Just try it. Yeah, I will. I will. You're not now, gonna, I definitely will. Not now, the younger it. times, Flano, they, they are all frothing for the Super Bowl and the NFL. Will you give yep. them the day off to watch it? Yeah, they do love it. Um, uh, is it next Monday? Next Monday, correct. Yes, no, we're training. So they won't <laughs> yeah. get the day off. No, no Bad luck. Watch a replay. Bad luck, Chuck. Yeah. Are they into yeah, the they NFL? can watch it. I don't remember. Do you? Yeah, a lot of our boys are. Yeah. yeah, they're into the fantasy and all that sort of stuff of it. Um, yeah, they talk about it a fair bit. They play a little bit at warm up at training. They do love it. Um, so, but they won't be getting a day off on Monday. No, rats are. Are they? Are they drinking? <laughs> are they going out on the piss much? These these players because it's been a very no, quiet. No, they don't, mate. Yeah. No, they don't. Um, you know, I've got a, as I said, I've got a good crew. You know, I'm not saying that they don't or won't, but uh, I've got a pretty good crew. And, um, you know, they're at, I went through the same thing at the Sharks. I went through, you know, there was probably only two or three players married. And then as time went on, there was hardly any boys that weren't married and had young kids at the back end when 2016 type of thing. And we're at that sort of stage here at the Dragons now. A lot of our um, players are all married and, you know, got young children at the moment. We've got a heap of um, players that have just, you know, over the break had some young children and, um, you know, added to some others that have already got some. So, yeah, a bit of a change of the dynamic in the mm. in the group and the club, which I think is a good thing. You've got the Charity Shield coming up. You've got the West Tigers at Mudgee later on. Now, I've got to play for you, Flano. It's, oh, no, here yeah, we go. I've got to play. <laughs> Flano, yeah, yeah. this Flano. is worse than hydrogen water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drink the hydrogen water first. Yeah. Okay. Because then you'll come yeah. to your senses and you'll go, why am I listening to Joel Kane? <laughs> okay, before we get onto the play, Brian, because everyone's going to be up in the line defending the kick, there's opportunities to find drill it to the sideline. So that's okay. going to be an opportunity. So you want to, you want a forty twenty? No, no, off the kickoffs and the restart. Oh, gotcha. Everyone's going to be overcompensating on the front line. Right. There's going to be opportunities hammering Fine the sidelines. But anyway, uh, I, I like to call this play "Big Man Down." Okay, Flano. <laughs> yeah, you pick it up from the scrum. <laughs> yeah. So what Parker happened? Back into Benny Barber and he scores <laughs> under the post. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but how the story uh, went, they Flano come up with this play, "Big Man Down." And they played it, they trolled it against someone and it was went so rank, it went so bad. And so they put it away. They shelved it. Yep. Grand final, Flano turns up to the captain's run. This play has been shelved for months. Mm. He says, boys, I've got a feeling, big man down. 
I go, no, we can't do that. He said, trust me, big man down. And first try in the grand final. Is that right, Flano? Yeah, it is right. We we actually did it a few times, but Gal wanted to do it every scrum. So we had to put it away because he couldn't get try assists and it's the only way he was ever going to get a try assist. So we had to put it we had to put it away for a while and then uh, we knew that Melbourne would break hard from scrums and we all we if we got a scrum in that field position, which, you know, how often does it happen? You need it exactly in that field position. Uh, we get it and you know, Gal uh, Gal did it. The problem is that on that if you ever get to see it again that um if we didn't tell Chad Townsend on the day because he's got loose lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he jumped out of the scrum and Chad didn't know anything about it and Gal nearly knocked him over. So, um, But, yeah, it was, a, it was a, really, a really important play in the end, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Was it, did you have a dream about it, Flannad? Or was it – like, why, why in the grand final? You know, sometimes you, you're going into a big yeah, game. And you, epiphany and who? In epiphany genders. And so, <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Was it something like Definitely. you were sitting at home and you went, oh, geez, what we should No, I, you just like you watch so much video and then you get into a game like that and you just, sometimes you just hope, you know, and you say, well, I could have said, that, you know, if we get in this field position on, you know, 20 or 30 other occasions, let's try this. And then we get into a grand final and just something comes out sometimes. If we get in this field position, let's try it. And, you know, as I said, we were so lucky to get in that field position and get it to go, uh, get it to come off. Um, so sometimes those things come off and you need a bit of luck and, you know, exactly right. I probably did dream it one night that it was going to happen and it come off for us. And you know the thing in that game, so the most dangerous player, almost his whole career, but uh, certainly that year, Cameron Smith, they made him have 74 tackles. Mm. 74 mm. tackles, Flano. Yeah, well, um, it was a key for us and we always had big games leading into that against Melbourne and um, we had a bit of a the you know, theme that we would always attack their leaders, and um, you know we went after Cameron, we went after uh, Cooper Cronk, and we went after Billy all the time. Like when we'd kick chase to Billy, we'd you know we'd try and pull his jumper off over his head and you know rough him up a bit. And every time we Wade Graham tormented Cooper Cronk for years, you know about inside pressure mm. and so on. And then you know we knew we'd had to get to Cameron, and it's hard to get like the other two we could get to a little bit um, and try and rattle them. But Cameron was in a lot of our views was you know un. un- gettable type of thing. He was he, he, hard to find. The only way we can make him do, uh, or sort of rattle him a little bit, is make him do a heap of work. And uh, we were lucky enough on grand final day. I think Jack Bird run at him, Valentine Haynes run at him, you know, nine or ten times in in the first half. And you know, I think it did take a little bit out of him making seventy one tackles. Fletch wouldn't have made that in a year. No, <laughs> I didn't make it in a career, no. <laughs> let alone a year. <laughs> uh, and, and Jack mm. Bird, of course. How's he going, Flano? You got back with him? Yeah, he's going good. He's uh, we're moved him to the centres. He'll, you know, predominantly play most of, I would hope so, most of his uh, footy this year in the centres. Uh, he could play a little bit of 5'8 if we have an injury or form. Um, but, you know, he'll, he'll, that's where he'll play most of his footy at, um, at right centre. Done a really good job. Um, you know, lost a bit of um, weight again and put on some muscle. So I'm looking for a really good season this year. At the back end of last year, he had knee problems with his arthritis. Um, he's got that disease that he needs to have medication, you know, his whole life. So it's one of those things that he needs to keep on top of. And it sort of got out of hand at the back end of last year. And he's on top of it again this year. And he's fit, healthy and strong. Flano, fullback. So the so-called mm-hmm. experts out there, uh, a couple of years ago, were asking to put... Zachy Lomax back at fullback. You got young Sloan. Yep. Who? Where do you think um, Sloan's best position is? 
Oh, Sloan's uh, a fullback yep. down and out. He that's his best position. Uh, he's so fast, and you know, out the back of shape. Um, you know, there's not too many players. You know, you got the Reese Walsh. I'm not saying he's in that category, but he'd be up there with speed. You know, he gets a ball in his hands. He can just beat that third or fourth member uh, defender coming across. If he gets one on one with the back row, you good luck there mm. trying to stop him. You know, and that's what they're trying to do with, you know, Reese Walsh and these blokes out the back of shape. So, thanks for listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Hope you enjoyed the chat with us and Georgia Lawara coach Shane Flanagan. There is a season preview waiting for you as well via the podcast, but also on the YouTube channel. Just search The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. We will be previewing all of the 17 teams as well, so keep an eye out for them. Social media, TikTok, Twitter and Instagram. Hope you enjoyed the program. and We'll catch you next time.